0: All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom, The Rick Wednesday. Forgot the cool name. I came up with a cool name a couple of weeks ago. My Wednesday show. Uh, but now I've since forgot. 608 uh, is the Better Hearing Center talk and text lines. So you can talk. You can call me. You can text me. 608-785-7914. Uh, how else could you? You could go at Wism on Twitter, and I'll look at that tomorrow. <laughs> maybe uh, a couple other ways you could go on our Facebook page at wisdom and, and find a, a story on there. You can get mad about, because usually what Facebook and even the show sometimes is about like the things you want to, you know, gripe about. I was going to say something else there, but I can't cause I'm on live radio. A uh, couple of things that I wanted to talk about. Where's my notes? I got too many windows open. You ever get uh, like 500 tabs open? And then you don't know where you're going because you have 500 tabs open. That's what I'm doing right now. All right. So a couple weeks ago, I, I, I did a not-so-serious show, and I wanted to talk about my friend's cat at the uh, vet that had, you know, the little the little wheelchair on his, on his back legs because he's been paralyzed his entire life. 15-year-old cat. And then I ended up talking a lot about my dog. But uh, I saw something really cool. Uh, the other day on Instagram and it was just about sea otters. So, and it got me thinking like what's what's your favorite animal? So, if you want to talk, you want to give me a call and tell me, not just tell me what your favorite animal, but you have to tell me why. Or you could text me your favorite animal and why. And don't tell me dog because they are super excited to see you every time you come home. Although that's a pretty great reason. Uh but like th- something that's not cat dog related or bird. I don't I don't really want to know if you're your parakeet is your favorite animal because I don't, unless your parakeet does something extravagantly awesome. Um, then you could tell me 608 757 7914 text me your favorite animal and why a couple other things I wanted to talk about. And you guys, if you got something you want to talk about, like uh, the city going back and forth on whether or not they're going to close half a third street downtown while second street is closed. And while all the perpendicular streets getting to and from, like riverside park and all that are are you know closed the the street right around our building is closed if you want to talk about something like that you want to gripe about other things the city is doing feel free to to call and and let me know or text uh other things I wanted to talk here's things I wanted to talk about we'll see how this goes the box store apocalypse i think Shopko was supposed to close on June sixteenth. That was three days ago. And now I believe that they're still open. I haven't been to the I never get to the cell I never get to either of those Shopko's. Maybe that's why they're closed. I like the one that already closed. Uh that's right right in line with where I can get on and off the highway without like a lot of trouble. But uh is Shopco still open, guys? Do you drive by, you go into Shopco? What's what's it like in there right now? I believe they're they're gonna stay open for a couple more days. I think the twenty third is when now they're All the stores, all the Shopcos are going to close. And where are we with box stores? Are we cool with these stores closing? ShopCo was kind of a, you know, go in there, buy everything. It's like a mini Walmart. I mean, obviously Walmart sells groceries, but uh, are we cool with these stores closing? And what do we do when they all close? Because at this rate, they're all going to close, right? These stores can't compete with the online retailers. And and then what do we do? You know, are are we going to have to... There's going to be a lot of, I think, like the UPS... And U.S. United States Postal Service, I think they're going to be doing a lot of business if all the box stores close. Uh, a couple other things, uh, we, it was just on the news at the top of the hour. The coal industry is it got a big bump today from uh, you know uh, rolling back some some regulations. Are you cool with that? I I, uh, I love that the EPA head Andrew Wheeler was a former coal lobbyist, so you see him signing today, and he's like exuberant. You know, gee, I wonder why. Like that just it just seems a little like off when the when the head of the environmental protection agency is a former coal lobbyist and we're rolling back coal, you know, regulations so that the coal plants can, you know, better 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 run or cheaper run more cheaply without the, the hindrance of environmental regulations uh the other thing i wanted to talk about uh oh san francisco is banning sales of e-cigarettes that was also in the top of the news they're stealing my thunder here so banning sales of e-cigarettes in the town of san francisco uh the 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 whole idea for that is to keep young people away from buying e-cigarettes i guess but as far as i'm concerned like young people can't buy e-cigarettes right they can't buy cigarettes there's there's nicotine in there and therefore you can't buy cigarettes but um, is it such a bad thing to ban sales in lacrosse are We either have or we're trying to ban smoking in parks. I don't know if that has, I don't think that has to do with e-cigarettes because part of the reason the ban smoking in parks was to get rid of the littering of cigarette butts, which is one of my biggest pet peeves, why it's cool to just be able to throw cigarette butts wherever you want. And that's okay with society, but anything else is, you know, kind of don't do that. Although a lot of, you see end up seeing a lot of, stuff like beer cans on the side of the road for some reason um what was the other oh the other thing was plastics the plastic problem I went out to eat uh the other day or it was it wasn't really out to eat but just grab something quick to eat and therefore you you know you grab your cup to get a drink but it's a plastic cup that you throw away when you're done and you get your fork or your spoon or your knife and those are all plastic and you throw those away when you're done and Um, we can't, we can't keep going like this, right? We can't keep going with the throwaway culture of all these things because they don't go away. We throw them away and they go away, but they don't actually go away. They end up, you know, in landfills and a lot of this stuff ends up in the ocean. And one of the headlines in the Washington Post after a study was that by 2050, there's going to be more plastic than fish in the world's oceans a study says so i mean that's that's pretty crazy like there's gonna be more plastic than fish in the oceans i think that was by a pound pound for pound basis and plastic's not that heavy so that's a lot of plastic i'm guessing you know but it doesn't count whales because whales aren't fish so you know like you can't count the, the pounds of, of whales those are mammals so no big deal right uh 608 if you want to call text in favorite animal box store apocalypse Plastics, plastics in the ocean, getting rid of single-use plastics. Uh, Wisconsin's got a ban on bag bans, so we can't even get rid of plastic bags if we wanted to. Meanwhile, San Francisco's banning sales of e-cigarettes. Uh, are we behind the times, or is San Francisco being too liberal there? And uh, the coal regulations being rolled back today. Those are the things, and whatever else you want to talk about, I feel like you guys always want to you know, scream about fixing the roads, or at least how the roads aren't getting fixed, or how they're fixing too many roads, which is where we're at now. We're fixing too many roads at the same time. All right, we're back on the Crosstalk PM, 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. And i got to play this song because Eric from Sparta loves the Stone Temple Pilots. Eric, go ahead. You wanted to get in on 3rd Street, huh? Yeah,
1: yeah. I guess they're working on 2nd Street so that they get that open, then they can, uh, so they have a one-way in 3rd Street, and one-way in 2nd Street, is that correct?
0: So 2nd Street is the oh, two-way... Two-way,
1: 2 ways is 2nd yep. Street. 3rd yep. Street's a one-way thing. Yep. Anyway, I haven't the down there for a while, so maybe I shouldn't be able to shoot my mouth off, but 3rd uh, Street has been so such a disaster for so many years when they opened 2nd Street... Use 2nd Street one way, 4th Street the other way, and close the damn thing down. Period. Fix it. Get it over with once and for all. Open it up for your big, fancy little buildings on there, your uh, Weber's places up there, that big old thing there, and the, the class center. Get it done. You get it over with. Be done with it, and you get back to the normal. That's. All right.
0: Anyway. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for a bit of your much. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. All right. I think Eric's plan was to open Second Street up. No, he wanted to get make Second Street the one way that Third Street is, and then close Third Street down entirely, and then just fix Third Street all at once, and then be done with it. And then, uh, and then I guess fix fix Second Street. Maybe I think fix Second Street first. He just—I don't think he knows that Second Street's closed at like both ends of downtown. And then 3rd Street right now is down to one lane in, in sections, and the city's gone back and forth about doing that or not, but um, they're down to uh, one lane like it was last week. Uh, back to the phones. Uh, and then I guess- Hello. Rick. Yeah.
2: How are you?
0: I'm good. You're on, just so you That's- know. <laughs> What's that? I said you're on the air, just so you know.
2: Oh, okay, 10-4. Anyway, have they got 2nd uh, Street done on the north end up by the Oktoberfest grounds?
0: Nope.
2: That ain't done?
0: No, it's closed right it past our down building. It ain't
2: by Highlamans and they still closed down 3rd Street halfway.
0: Yeah, they closed half of a, half a 3rd Street again and 2nd Street on both ends of downtown. So where all the shipping, that shipping yard yeah. is. so where
2: but... all the big trucks go to try to make the turns, they have a difficulty. Yeah. Anyway, we were discussing that last week uh, It was kind of foolish to try that. Now, here they postpone it Monday or so, and then they start up the same thing as they did last week. Yep. You think they'd learn a lesson?
0: Well, I I mean, I think they just want to get it done. And and going down to one lane is going to create a couple of minutes of a log jam at, you know, probably like. I didn't even
2: dare go down there today, but I was down there the other night, and it looked like they only got about a half a black done, of new blacktop last week done
0: yeah i yeah I couldn't tell you how uh how fast they could go but I, I i will say that as long as you know that third street's down the one lane, it's pretty easy to avoid it like you well, just... I,
2: I avoid that third street anyway yeah. anyway, I think they should get Steve Matthew and the boys in there. They could do a lot of work in about three days, but yeah. that's my opinion
0: yeah okay i think the the city to see does it, it themselves a
2: good right? ship Lollipop down there hang in there all right thank you ten four
0: <laughs> i believe the the city has their own like road crew, I think so. Um, and I don't know how fast those, you know, they can work. You can only work so fast, but to uh, to get 3rd Street down to one lane and there's just going to be a little bit of a traffic jam, people are so, uh, what's the word? They're just, they're so used to, no, <laughs> the the biggest traffic jam in in lacrosse is if you hit both lights at the same time downtown and have to wait maybe a total of a minute. So then when they, they, Get the lane down to one or, you know, the road down to one lane and we have to wait four or five minutes to, to get through downtown. It's the worst thing in the world. But also, if you knew that was happening, you just hang left and go down West Avenue. Like you just avoid downtown altogether. It's pretty easy to do. Um, even with 2nd Street close, I mean, that that would be nice if you could hang a right and go down 2nd Street. But you can't, so hang a left and get up on West Avenue and avoid downtown if you want to avoid a 5-minute backup instead of a 1-minute double stoplight traffic jam. Uh, 608-785-7914, if you want to solve all the city's road-fixing problems, I feel like I just solved all the driving problems and then the city can fix the roads. Uh, Eric says that he should. You, we should close 3rd Street down completely and fix it all at once. Um, that way people would just avoid third street, but I don't think that solves the problem. I think that just makes a bigger traffic jam on West Avenue. Um, we got a couple of texts on here. That's the problem. The city is doing themselves instead of letting the professionals do it. Okay. The city has their own road crew instead of like hiring it out to somebody. But I mean, I feel like the city's going to do that. If they're professionals, they know how to do it. And then they're, they're not, we don't have to pay someone else to do it. So I don't know. Uh, another text comes in on a positive note from a guy that recently moved to Lacrosse. It is a great city. It, if you truly compare it to other cities, it is great even if we find all the negatives. At least they are fixing the roads. I mean, come on, who is this guy? A positive note. Get out of here, guy. 507. He's from Minnesota, people. It's 507 guys on a positive note. Uh, I'm just kidding. Yes, Lacrosse, great city. Traffic jam, not that bad. We're. Five minutes, if you're going through downtown, you're going to have to wait maybe five minutes longer than usual. It's one lane, not zero. Uh, I avoided downtown. I parked up a couple blocks today, just for the record. Um, Another, okay, so so I want to get the sea otter thing out of my way. So I wanted you guys, nobody's texted me in, texted in uh, their favorite animal and why. But I saw the sea otter post, and I just thought I'd share it with you because it's pretty cool. If you guys don't know what a sea otter is, Google it. They're like the cutest thing. And they they lay on their backs and swim around like doing the backstroke. It's pretty awesome. I, I, uh, I'll tell a dog story. Imagine that. In Hoka, the, the waterfall, the Como Park, when it got flooded out, before it was flooded out, there was a cool little pond there. And Millie would often swim in that pond. And she was swimming one day. And I noticed something like swimming kind of by her. But I, I couldn't tell what it was. And I thought maybe, oh, maybe it's a snake or maybe it's just a fish that's, you know, kind of maybe a bass or something because it was kind of close to shore. And sure enough, uh, it was an otter <laughs> swimming around. And uh, I'm, I'm fairly certain it was an otter. And then Millie never saw it, thank goodness, because I don't, I don't know how uh, dogs and otters would, would collaborate in the water. And I don't think Millie would win being she's a land animal. But, okay, I'm going to read this from uh, this Instagram account. I should find out what Instagram account this is. But uh, sea otters are foragers that eat mostly hard-shelled invertebrates, including a variety of clams, mussels, and crabs. So, you know, seafood. Awesome. I kinda, I'm kind of into that. Uh, they have an interesting method of eating their prey. Sea otters dive to rocky reefs where they collect invertebrates and also a large rock. So not only are they getting their food, they're getting a large rock. Why, you say? Upon returning to the surface, they float on their backs with the rock on their stomachs. They use the rock as a table against which they smash their shelled prey to get the soft parts out that they can eat. Sea otters were almost hunted to extinction for their fur in the 1800s. Thanks to protections afforded by the Endangered Species Act and Marine Animal Protection Act, they're not no longer endangered. Uh, yeah, so they get a giant rock and then they get their seafood and they smash the food on the rock that's laying on their belly while they're swimming on their backs in the water. I mean, if we could do that downtown at the Freight House, how awesome would that be? If we just bring, they just bring you a rock and we're all laying on our backs. I guess we'd need swimming pools too, so we could swim. Um, maybe that would be more difficult than I'm picturing. So uh, 608-785-7914. If you got a better story than the sea otter and how they eat, you could text it in or give me a call. Uh, a couple other things that I, I did want to talk about, and I got some facts here. We have this plastic Problem. It's a growing problem. We have a lot of problems, and I think uh, as social media and the internet and Facebook and news organizations are becoming maybe less popular in paper form, they're obviously more popular in in a, in a way that we can share these things on Twitter and Facebook and even Instagram, which I just read you you know a little story about. Uh, so we're, we're we're being I think we're becoming more cognizant of the things that are going wrong in the world, even. As, you know some texture wants to talk text in and say that you know lacrosse is great and not everything is so bad um, but so so a couple pro a couple of things here the headline by 2050 there will be more plastic in the oceans than fish and uh, some other facts here if we keep producing and failing to properly dispose of plastics as predicted at at predicted rates plastics in the ocean will outweigh fish pound for pound by the year 2050. Uh, among the top kinds, uh, top ten kinds of trash picked up during the 2017 International Coastal Cleanup were food wrappers, beverages, bo- beverage bottles, grocery bags, straws, and takeout containers, all made of plastic. So, you know, this is definitely on us. Like, we these are things that are we're just throwing out. Like, we eat something and pfft, it's gone. Like, we gotta we gotta stop doing that, right? Uh, About a third of all plastics produced escape collection systems, a third of all plastics. So think about that. A third of the plastics we produce escape collection systems. So we're not throwing them away. We're not recycling them. They're just ending up out and about. That amounts to 8 million metric tons a year. So we're doing metric, folks. Uh, Jenna Jambeck of the University of Georgia said, to put that into perspective, 8 million metric tons uh, tons a year is would be five bags filled with plastic for every foot of coastline in the world. So five bags. So think five bag- garbage bags filled with plastic. Maybe garbage bags, maybe plastic bags, maybe those plastic grocery bags. Five bags filled with plastic for every foot of coastline in the world. So think about that. Here's Scott's comment. We'll come back. We'll do news. And uh, I'm going to bore you with more plastic talk. Here we go. Yeah. Alright, 608-785-7914. Back here on the Talk PM. I'm Rick Solem talking about a bunch of things. Well, Outcast plays in the background. Uh, let me check this out. Alright, a couple of texts. Phil, all the plastics. All the pla- all that plastic is deposited by countries other than the USA. Every single every single country in the USA has plastic recycling programs. Every single county in the USA has plastic recycling programs fish are heavy plastic is light okay so that's that's the point Phil fish is heavy fish are heavy plastic is light so how many how much plastic would it take to eat equal like a fish that's a lot of plastic I think that's a lot of plastic could be wrong but you said it fish are heavy plastic is light uh 60875 if you want to argue with me that plastic isn't a problem, and we're fine, and it's not filling up in the oceans, and it's not all over the place. And every time you use a fork or a spoon at a restaurant that's plastic, and you throw it away, it's fine. It's going into a place that's gonna not just stay there for, a, you know, a couple hundred years. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be a problem. And meanwhile, like in Wisconsin, we have this thing called the plastic bag ban ban. Where we can't allow individual cities or counties to ban plastic bags within them, like you, you know, like if La Crosse, the city of La Crosse or La Crosse County wanted to ban the use of plastic bags at stores, like so, Festival Walmart, uh, all those stores wouldn't be able to use plastic bags anymore. That is illegal. We can't do that because the state says you can't ban plastic bags in <laughs> in your area. Uh, I think Minnesota is kind of going through something similar, but I'm not exactly sure where they're at with that. But yeah, you guys, I feel like this is a problem. Think about all the time, everything that you use that's plastic. I mean, just go home when you're if you're probably making supper right now. Think about, and if you're not just you know husking corn on the cob, and even if you went to the store and got strawberries, they're going to come in that little maybe that plastic little black container. And then they're going to have Saran wrap on top of it. What are you doing with that stuff? Like you're throwing it in the garbage. You you can't even really recycle Saran wrap all that well. And a lot of those plastic containers that are held by things like strawberries and, and berries, you know, all those little plastic holders, they are not all that recyclable either. So they're you're either re- trying to recycle them and then they get into the machine and they they just get pulled out and thrown into the incinerator, you know, sometimes through the Lacrosse recycling program a lot of that stuff gets incinerated and that poses a whole other problem. You know, when you're burning plastic, that's not always the greatest thing either, but if it's getting recycled, you know, those containers aren't often recyclable on top of that. Plastic bottles are, you know, like and I'm, I'm guilty of this. I use a lot of plastic bottles and I try to fill them with water for a couple of times before I actually recycle them, but they're only recyclable like one or two times. So you, you, Recycle that plastic bottle, it gets it gets back into the, 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 you know, the however they recycle it. And then that's it. That doesn't get, it's not able to be recycled into a plastic bottle again and again forever. Uh, if you guys want to chime in on that, 608 785 7914. I've got a couple other facts. Uh, you know, while Wisconsin has a plastic bag ban, ban, a ban on the ability to ban plastic bags within a county or a city or however you want to put it. Uh, Vermont passed a bill that prohibits retailers from providing customers with single-use plastic bags at checkouts and plastic stirrers. Starting next July, stores can still provide customers with paper carryout bags for a fee of ten cents. So Vermont's Vermont started this trend, and other other I believe cities have started to go here, but not not like a whole state. I don't I don't, I don't believe I know like uh, Seattle has banned like straws in restaurants and stuff like that. Uh, another part of the problem is I had someone share a story with me a while ago and I tried to find it but I couldn't not exactly where they sh- where they there's too many social media things to share so I'm not exactly sure where it went but another big part of the problem is education so while I'm educating you quote unquote about how we kind of have a plastic problem and if you really think about it when you everything you buy everything in the frozen you know foods area or uh your milk jug all that stuff is you know, plastic and, and it's wrapped in plastic. And sometimes you'll even see, you'll go to the store and bananas are wrapped in plastic. And it's like, what are you doing? Why are you wrapping bananas in plastic? Um, meanwhile, so a, a part, another part of this education is other countries. And and I think Phil said, you know, we're sending our garbage to other countries. Uh, we're not doing that anymore. We used to s- send a lot of that stuff to China and China did whatever China did with it. Maybe they sold it to someone else. Hey, t- take our garbage. We'll take it from the USA for, $200 and we'll sell it for you, you know, for $300. Um, but uh, but part of this education is people uh, in other countries, obviously impoverished countries, have no idea that plastic is a problem. Uh, you'll see a lot of videos where they're just dumping po- hundreds and thousands of pounds of their garbage into a river. Because if you put it into the river, then it's no longer in your town and it goes downstream and problem solved, right? Because plastic's no big deal. Like they don't think about... Or not even that they might not think about it they don't even know that the when, when the plastic is in the water system it's obviously it's eventually going to end up in the ocean and things are eating those uh and and that's not good we can't fish eventually we're eating the plastics uh, another problem with plastics when you uh, if you're not wearing like cotton clothing or or clothing that's Uh, you know, natural, so to speak, uh, polyester, stuff like that. When you're washing that stuff, that ends up being microplastics and microplastics is a whole nother problem, a whole other problem. Uh, When you, when you wash stuff like that, the microplastics, obviously, you know, your, your washing machine drains and it goes into your, you know, either the sewer system or your septic tank. And then where's that end up? That ends up into the ground and then you're eating your, your plastics. So we're I mean we're, that's where we're at right now. We're, we're definitely eating our own plastics. And it's only gonna get it worse unless we start to change. Uh, back to the phones. Eric, you back? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Go ahead.
1: Um this plastic and tram. They throwing us stuff out in the ocean and stuff. We set our stuff down and they buy it from us, recycle it and do everything to do. They're communists. They could care the West if they uh, Pull
0: it to the earth or not? Yeah. Okay. Is that it? All right. Thanks, Eric. Uh, communists don't care about the earth. Um, I don't think that's right. I mean, I can't believe you didn't yell at me for being a liberal that doesn't want plastics, but that's fine. uh Phil, Phil, you're gonna bar me with texts, so I'm not gonna be able to keep up. But liberals are killing humans over banning bags. Um, okay, liberals are killing humans over banning bags. California food poisoning spikes because of plastic bag ban. Um, I can't read a whole article right now, Phil, so you know, like if you surmise that, but I guess you try to surmise it by saying liberals are killing humans over banning bags. So what Phil is saying on the text line is plastic bags are fine. They're not, you know, just gonna stay in our environment forever and ever and not go away. Phil. They're plastic. They don't. You you can't recycle them very well, and you can't get rid of them. And then they end up in landfills, and they end up in the ocean. And a lot of stuff. You know what plastic bags look like? They look like fish in the ocean. They look like, uh, you know, just. just, I I can't think of what what, what they. Jellyfish. There it is. Jellyfish. They look like jellyfish, and things eat jellyfish, and uh, then they end up in their stomachs, and then those things die. So. I mean, maybe it's a small problem that we are a little bit educated on and can kind of solve it a, a little bit at a time. But what, like I was saying before, air called. Uh, other countries don't even know this is a problem. So when they're they're getting rid of their plastic, they just send it down the river and, and it's gone for them. And it's not gone because it just ends up in the ocean and and they don't even know. So go just Google like ocean and plastic and look at some of the videos out there and, and some of the problems. I mean, and, and the, the problems can start, the problem solution can start with how we clean up the oceans and how we pick up our plastics but we really got to get to the root of problem is that we got to stop using so many plastics think about how many bags plastic bags get used every day at a grocery store or you know any store or how many plastic forks at a restaurant or plastic straws and uh you know and maybe we're just a minute part of the problem in a civilized rather rich economy rather rich country um, while other countries have to they, they're almost dependent upon plastics because that's the cheapest thing out there and that's their only alternative and then they don't know how to get rid of it because they don't even know that they need to recycle it or they need to get rid of it somehow that isn't just throwing it into a river. Um, All right, we're going to come back in a little bit and uh, I'm going to rant some more right here on Wisdom. Got nothing. All right, Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk p.m. 608 785 7914. I should say that slower 608 785 7914. If you want to text in, uh, I got one one person text me in their favorite animal, and it was the mountain lion cougar puma. So I don't know if it's a combo, and I'm just kidding. He said it's the king of the Western Hemisphere jungle. That's all that's the only reason he gave me or she. Uh, I told you, I, I said uh, I saw a cool post on Instagram about sea otters and how they. When they're when they, they eat clams, mussels, crabs, obviously from the sea, and uh, along with grabbing their food, they grab a giant rock, and when they when they eat, they lay on their backs swimming. They lay on their backs, so floating on their backs, and they put the giant rock on their stomach, and then they smash the food into the giant rock so they can get all the, the good stuff out. Um, I think we should all eat like that. It'd be great. Six zero eight seventy five seven nine one four. What was what else was I gonna say? I was gonna bring up oh. Oh yeah, so we're t- we're talking about plastic bags, and uh, Phil keeps texting me. He uh, said he's cornstarch, plastic bags made from cornstarch are extremely biodegradable, and that may be the case. Uh, there was a story uh, National Geographic shared or wrote uh, back in April, not that long ago. Richard Thompson, a British marine biologist who devoted his career to studying plastic waste. Has long wondered how well biodegradable shopping bags actually degrade. So when you're at a checkout line, you you always see those those you know reusable bags that you. I, I throw a couple in my trunk and then I always forget them. How many of you just forget the reusable bag in your trunk when you go in the store? Um, most of the time, though, I'm not taking a plastic bag. I'm not being a hypocrite. I always just grab all the things, uh, much like the sea otter, and then I head out to my car without any bags at all because. I'm a man. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so in 2015, Richard Thompson, the marine biologist, uh, essentially he he found he dug he went to a landfill and he dug up where these uh, biodegradable bags were. Apparently, I, I think he buried them at one point in a landfill or, or somewhere. And I'm trying to summarize the whole story because National Geographic, they're gonna write uh, the they're gonna write this to, to nauseam. Um So es- essentially, he buried these biodegradable bags in a landfill. Three years later, he dug them up and uh, he found that he could still use the bags to carry around almost five pounds of groceries. So, and I don't know what kind of groceries, five pounds of groceries. I don't know if he put plastic stuff in there, if he had like, you know, some some strawberries with the plastic containers and the saran wrap over the top. Probably, probably some of that five pounds. But uh, so three years after the biodegradable bags were buried they they were still usable he still used them i, I don't know if he washed them first because it'd be kind of gross if you just took them out of the ground and and started using them um another thing yeah i was just talking about before the break microplastics that's also a problem every time we wash our clothes with not uh, synthetic materials and that's pretty much all i wear all my like workout gear is synthetic materials so you know a little bit of that shirt those shorts gets washed off in the wash machine and it goes into the water and where's your water go goes into the ground or into the sewer system and the sewer system you know and that stuff is so small that it can't be filtered out we we either need to come up with new technology to filter that stuff out or we need to you know stop using synthetic clothing which you know seems like an even bigger problem is that a bigger problem than stop using you know plastic forks i feel like we could i feel like we could get off plastic forks and straws and like we could we could do that that seems feasible to me um every, every time you go to a restaurant and you are eating something with a you know like a like a fast food restaurant it's not that hard right just keep a fork in your pocket aren't we all just able to keep forks if we all kept forks in our pocket that would be a thing we could keep them on our belt i think i heard this on the daily show we could keep if we all kept forks on like a little belt clip like our cell phone belt clip we could make that cool again And then next to that is a fork. And then, you know, some people are going to want to like butter their bread. So they're going to have a butter knife next to the fork. Um, Yeah, I think we could handle that. We could just, and then that would be the norm. We just need to make these things the norm. And then therefore, uh, it wouldn't be weird when you're walking down the street and you look over and this guy's got a fork, you know, tucked into his belt, little fork holder. Uh, You'd be like, all right, man. You give him like a, like a wink in the gun because you know. He's pro-environment. Uh, anyone else? 608 785 I didn't really get into uh, the coal thing. That kind of plays right into you know how, how do we manage microplastics when we're washing our synthetic clothing. And we're kind of doing the opposite with coal right now. We just we just deregulated the coal industry today. Andrew Wheeler, the head of the EPA and the Trump administration, a former coal lobbyist. He's a former coal lobbyist. And then we deregulated the coal industry today. Um, so that's great. Great news for the coal industry. Great news for the environment. great news for air pollution. Uh, if you're all advocates of that, I guess we'll have cheaper energy for a little while and then, you know, we'll have polluted air. And like could we just can we take our resources and maybe figure out a way to make solar wind? You know, can we, can we take our resources and figure out, because everyone's like, those aren't efficient enough. We're not there yet. We need coal because we, we don't. How about we get there? How about we get there? I feel like we're smart enough. We're, we're going to have flying cars like the Jetsons any day now. I feel like we could have wind and solar power. The sun is always there. I feel like it's free. Maybe that's why we're not using it, because it's free and nobody can make money off it after it's good to go. Once we get solar and wind and we're good to go and that stuff is free. Then there's no money to be made except when we have to replace the the solar panels or the wind turbines, right? So it's not a great for profit industry, the solar industry or the wind industry. And that's why we're not doing it. Uh, the, the other thing I mentioned was the big box store apocalypse. Have you guys gone to Shopco yet? What's it look like in there? If you want to text him, we can. I mean, I might get to your text, but like Hayes will get to it in the morning and he might talk about the box store apocalypse. Shopco, I believe was supposed to close three days ago, but now I believe it's going to close on June 23rd. All the shop goes, and it's just one of many, right? All these stores are going to close, and then where are we going to buy our clothes? It's going to close, and where are we going to buy our clothes? Uh, and then what are you going to do? On a, I, I feel like to solve the box store apocalypse problem, stores like Kohl's just need to sell groceries. They need to expand. Instead of like closing stores, you need to expand the stores you have. And just have some killer groceries in there, and, or put an Aldi in all the coals. Like Aldi is getting get, be pretty popular. I think more people would shop at Aldis if it was around. Uh, pretty pretty cheap uh, food store. If you guys have ever been in there, maybe put Aldis in all the the box store clothing stores, and that'll solve the problem. All right, I've solved everything. I've, I think I've solved all the nation's problems. Thanks for listening to me rant. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow. Ken Cooper will be next to me, and I'll still be in here. So we'll talk to you then.